Welcome to a brand new episode of The 60 Second Car, uh, the podcast that covers every single moment and every single minute of the Fast and the Furious franchise. My name is Dan, joined as always by my co-host with the most boast, Mr. Daniel. Do you know what time it is? It's tiempo de diesel. <laughs> it's diesel time. <laughs> Welcome back to the 60 second car. I'm still laughing from Estiempo de Diesel. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, bienvenidos to Alfaste de Furious. Uh, the original from 1986 or whatever. Um, 54. 54. 54. Uh, again, once again, my name is Dan. As always, I'm my co-host with the most post, Daniel. We're in minute 62. And things are getting spicy. But, in, you know, in the traditional sense, but also, like, in the non-traditional sense, we're about to see a lot going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. This, this episode is going to be fast and furious. Yeah, we're, we're about to get into a no- montage, but before we get to the montage, we get a phone call. Can we zoom into this bicep here? Wow. Look he was definitely thing. doing some, some curls before the camera hit. 100%. He's over there doing push-ups and whatnot that's like that's also that's like one of those i gotta dehydrate the day before type things or the leading up days or whatever but yeah he he gets woken up by a phone call here and he's gotta be flexing hecka hard you know um and uh he's he gets so it's from uh the captain sergeant sergeant bilson or whatever yeah my name's not the not, name's too many pages back. That's Agent Bilson, I think. Uh, anyway, Bilkin, I think it's Bilkins. A, Bilkins, yeah. And Sergeant Tanner. So yeah, yeah. one of those guys. I'm almost positive it's, it's Sergeant Tanner. Uh, and they talk about moving in on Johnny Tran, but like, did they come to that conclusion? They must have, right? Yeah, I mean, he told them about all the DVD players and whatnot, and maybe that's all they felt like they needed, but I don't know. He didn't. Because I'm, I'm thinking back they... to the moment where they're in that house again, and mm-hmm. I don't think he ever gives anything definitive that he that he believes it's Johnny. He was basically just like ruling out Dom, which yeah. kind of left, I guess, left Johnny as the option. Got a bunch of Asians yeah. and Latinos hanging out or something like that. That's where that line comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's that scene. <laughs> uh, but anyway, can we can we talk about what we kind of ended last episode on? We're in the back of a of a car shop. We're in the back of a uh, uh, an auto parts store, and it's it's set up like an apartment. Like, it's got the sink, right, which is whatever. That's not abnormal. But it has a landline 
on a glass coffee table with a coffee cup and like a few other things. He's settled in, and this this bed seems what somewhat normal. I think I slept on a worse bed at that age. Um, and they're just there in the back of this shop. Like, I have so many questions about this room. Was this room always like this? Did they make make it for Brian? How long has yeah. Brian been there? Um, That's what I'm wondering. And I've asked this before. Why didn't they put Brian anywhere else? Like, what's his backstory to where he has to live in the back of the store? Well, so here's here's my thing. If it's for cover reasons, right? Why does nobody in the crew bring it up? Or do they even... They must <laughs> know, right? They've got to know where he lives. People have seen it. If... Well... Do they only send Hector there to get parts? Because they're trying to... Re- keep a low no they all know who dom is there yeah so they probably go there to pick up parts they should have seen the guy in the back with the bed yeah no like they gotta know it's 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 not a thing that they wouldn't know okay i mean either way right you don't hang out with the guy and like get to know him pretty well and have like pretty much them him in your personal life Without at least the question coming up of, hey, man, where do you live? <laughs> well, maybe with Leon being a guy that lives in his car, as I've speculated, they just don't want to. <laughs> Vince. It's a Vince. touchy subject. All around. Vince, you're right. Yeah. You. Vince. But maybe they just don't want to touch that subject. It's too hard. Um, <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> and like, otherwise, Vince would absolutely throw it in his face. Hey, pretty boy, probably a cop. You gonna go back to your little cave in the back of the store? Don't set off the alarm when you're going home. <laughs> like, but that's Don't exactly trip over a muffler the, getting breakfast. That's exactly what would happen. But like, that's like, you know, camaraderie. I guess I don't know. I just like. It's it's possible that they all knew and they talked about it, and Mia even knew, and this wasn't a surprise when they got here this night. I would have loved if it was a surprise and we got to see it. Yes. I want to they're see all hot so and bothered many after the, from this. They're all hot and bothered after the car ride. She gets out. She's like, all right, cool. What are we doing at the store? We're going to get some more NOS. <laughs> what I did what are we up, doing here? <laughs> I, I used up the rest of my NOS. We're going to go out for more. Like, no, we're going to stay here. Like, what? <laughs> we're gonna, we need to just stay here. Yeah, this is my place. The <laughs> store I go to all the time? Where you work? Uh, oh okay <laughs> we can we can go anywhere else <laughs> yeah no oh the back room this is not an off this is not an office this is a a furnished room huh <laughs> okay so okay. Th- there are like red carpet interviews of like most of the cast i'm genuinely curious to know Maybe it got cut from the from the media or whatever. Maybe they just didn't use it in whatever outlet. I'm genuinely curious to know if Jordana Brewster was asked a question about this. <laughs> hey, if so you, you went back char- to a guy's place. Yeah, your character uh, uh, sleeps with a guy after the first date in the back of a auto parts store where the guy lives. How do you think your character really uh, thinks about that? 
<laughs> and uh, the only person who would be okay with this, because I think it's a cool move from an older guy, would definitely be a young teen girl. So um, <laughs> does that open more of a pro? Wait, come back. You're not letting Jordana Brewster do any press for the movie? Understood. I get it. Okay. Great. Too many questions. To so be your pressed. time's up. No more questions. So <laughs> no, no, no. Up. Come back. Uh, uh, step and repeat. With that being said, though, I probably would have done things to this caliber at that age. We've all done stupid stuff. We've all done weird stuff. Oh, yeah. I, it, yeah, I guess it's true love. They they end up, you know, being together forever. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, that's just, it's, it's just so interesting because is this in the, is this in the script? Did somebody write this down? Oh, they, they go back and, uh, the scene opens with, uh, them with Mia and Brian in, uh, <laughs> at, fir- at first in the script, it said Brian's car bed, <laughs> 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 but they had to change it because it sounded wrong. It sounded like a car bed when he wrote car bed. But in reality, what he meant was the bed in the back of the car shop. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I do want to know, was this in the script? Or was just some, this something that we're like, oh, we've already established that he lives in the back of the shop. And it's kind of weird to go back to their house because, you know, maybe Dom's around. He doesn't want to hear that. So... We have to put it here, I guess? <laughs> we have to make the scene happen here? No one on set was like, what about a hotel room? <laughs> That's a thing you could do. <laughs> but that is, oh, if we, we would have had to give them a hotel room from the beginning of the movie, and we've already, we don't have the budget to reshoot those. <laughs> oh, I meant they just go to, like, a hotel room for the night. It's, I mean, even that's weird. Yeah, it's all weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, how do we make this unweird? <laughs> well, we don't. We don't make this unweird because he's like Give a Brian 20-something year old. He's like a late 20s old man and she's a late teen. Um, we don't make this unweird. It doesn't get, a, it doesn't get any weirder than this, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so that's just how it goes, I guess. Uh, let's... Yep. let's Oh, we get yeah. Here's the call. The shoulders popping out, uh, and then they. Oh, by the way, they just they either about to or they just made love. Their hair mm-hmm. is perfect. No oh, yeah, way. Yeah. I mean, look at them. They're beautiful people. Yep. This is what happens. Uh, and then the in the most interesting transition because he he does the he does the trope of oh wrong number, right. Mm-hmm. But before he, he says, oh, don't say any or say, say yes, if you agreed with these terms. First of all, I, I guess they have to call him at this time because that's when they decided it in the middle of the night. And they're going to they're going to do their, you know, run on Johnny Tran in the uh, in the morning. Um, I didn't even think about that. Why did they call him in the middle of the night when they do it in the like they had to do it? That I guess day? they had to prep. Yeah, I don't know. They had to, okay. they had to get it all prepped or whatever. Um but like he has no remorse because maybe he doesn't actually think it's Dom. I don't know, but he has no remorse. And you know, hot lady in front of me, I just go right back to making out again. And then music no, he starts. doesn't. Huh? He does not go right back to making out. They stare at each other forever. Oh, is it this this lo- this eye lock goes on for way too long, and then they kiss for way too long for then to go to an exterior shot of a building, like. Yep. It all should have been like a quarter as long, but no. 
They just really hung on those moments. Yep. And then we're uh, adjacent to downtown Los Angeles, next on on top of a rooftop, in which um, I guess. So, by the way, this is I don't. This is nowhere near Chinatown, from what I understand. Um, which means they're nowhere near Johnny Tiran's, uh, uh turf. But I guess maybe they're about to make some drive after they get all locked and loaded on the top of this uh, garage or this this parking lot. Um, again, another another geo- geological geograph geographic geographic. Uh, yeah. Uh, mistake. I don't even want to call it a mistake. A geographic magic trick, I guess. A movie magic trick. Well, what if this version of LA is like the version of LA in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, where everything's just kind of like right there, sure. it's wherever you need it, so you can look over and you can see like the uh, Golden Gate Bridge from Vegas. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean they have Vegas. San you can see San Paris from Vegas. It's true. <laughs> you, you can see a lot. You can see a lot of cool. You can see a lot of world. You can see Vegas. Egypt from from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you can see a giant eyeball. Yeah, true. Um, that eyeball gets scary. Uh, they did. They they opened up their first like you know doing things inside that dead dome or sphere or whatever by doing concerts. And they the in the concert the the stage or not the stage but the um stands go like straight up almost. And then there's the whole screen became like a sky or a desert or whatever it was. I would. I think I genuinely get like a, afraid or like get like a f- instant fear of heights if they did stuff like that. It seems like it would be overwhelming. Like for the graphics that apparently on that thing and how real everything is going to look. Like imagine you're going on like some crazy screen ride at a theme park and you like it's made to make you think that you're falling, but like you're watching a band and then suddenly it's like whoosh, people are just going to like. Ugh. Okay, so actually, I want to be the band that plays that show. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you. I think you two played that. I mean, well, you two is doing the thing where they're like, they're playing and like there's screens and like pieces are falling away and it's uh-huh. a big political message. Like there's a bunch of flags, but they're not like fucking with people. Where they're like suddenly <laughs> you're going through a wormhole. Oh, like like if it was straight up just Scott Pilgrim and you started doing like weird effects where. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you do the D D D D D, and then be D's just coming at coming at you. You're like, holy shit, I can't handle this right now. <laughs> Especially so, if you're in right, Vegas need, and been partying for the last five days. <laughs> we need to call Edgar Wright, and they need to do a special thing to celebrate the whole cartoon series coming out, where they have Metric Play and Crash and the Boys and Sex Bob Bomb, and they play that. But then they just have the screens from the movies, and it just becomes a sensory overload thing. And yeah. that would be rad. And I want to go. Yeah, Dear absolutely. Head, I know you're listening to the podcast. Hi again. Leave us alone. You know, yeah. not enough. For Stop you. emailing us so much, but uh, like your movies. Uh, do this idea. Thanks. Yeah, you're gonna see Brandon Ralph on one side, and um, um, wow, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson on the other, and uh, and then right, and then it fo- like like if you did all the crazy like zoom in cuts that they did in Scott Pilgrim. He zoomed into Michael Sarah's face just in the background. I wouldn't even have to be on anything and I'd, I'd get freaked out, I think. I think it'd be mm-hmm. too much. Uh, especially because the music's probably loud. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> sensory overload would just be instant. Um, but yeah, that'd be insane. Uh, I don't know how we got here. Ago, we, we, 
desert. Oh, seeing Vegas from uh, right, San Francisco. Right. Proximity geography. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, they're they're on here. There's music playing, right? Mm, yes, it is Debonair by Dope. What a dope name. Yeah, Doper, a new metal band. <laughs> They're like, sec- I call them probably third tier new metal band stuff. They're uh, still out there kicking. So is this their this is is this their second track on the movie? Did they do an earlier track? I no, I don't believe so. No. I, I don't. I don't know why, but I, I I thought they did an earlier track. You mean Limp Biscuit? Yeah, they're dope, right? Um, <laughs> I saw Limp Biscuit. He was dressed as a cowboy. That makes yeah, you sound like I had a I, fever dream. It's the craziest thing. I, I think he was like touring with that or something. Or I've seen the same show from multiple angles of people in the crowd because I saw I saw a video of the cowboy uh, outfit quite a few times in the last couple months. Uh, it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Frederick Durst, you so crazy. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing another dope song in my notes, so I think that's mm. that's the one. Okay. For some reason I remember anyway. that sounds familiar. Anyway, uh yeah. Um it kind of yeah, it's 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 new metal. It it very much sounds like that. It kind of sounds like a little bit Power Man five thousand. Uh yeah. No great. And it just it just it's a cool little montage song. I like it. Um I think it's cool, but then stuff that happens in future minutes, it is very weird choice. Sure. But yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, uh it's a cool song. Dope's pretty neat. Their singer is now the guy uh, who fronts Static X as a robot because Wayne Static died. Uh, uh, yeah, that got weird. Yeah, a little weird. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. There's like some moments where things have like slow motion and it's still playing that track, right? I meant, uh, I meant there's something with Dom for no reason. Oh, yes. Either way, yeah. both of those scenes that you and I are both talking about, it definitely should be a different track. Yes. <laughs> it should absolutely be a different track. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're gearing up. They're doing their things. We got a bunch of cops with sunglasses and mustaches and, you know, looking like cops. cops. otherwise. Yep. Looking like Reno 911. Pretty much. Uh, or, or the guys from uh, uh, SWAT. Also a M- Michelle Rodriguez movie. Um, but yeah, looking like cops doing cop things. Okay, so I took this. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be something on top of the gun. Whether it's the handle, whether okay, it's the sorry. handle that <laughs> that has a backside on it, or just a totally different sight in general. The point is, if you try shooting like this, you will not hit your target. So for the listeners, if you're not watching this on the YouTubes, it's a man holding a shooting gun and he's doing the close one eye and like line up your sight thing, but not through anything in particular. It's not something I noticed, but now it's all I see and it's so silly. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a very stock uh, M16, M4. I can't really tell what it is based on the... Based I on said the... that when I called it a shooty thing. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, based on the stock, it looks like an M16, but I think it's, I think it's one of the old, the older M4s, but it's missing the, it's missing the carrying handle. And for those that 
have ever seen one of these weapons, you know exactly what it looks like now. Um, you the, the carrying handle is uh, detachable because you can replace it with a different sight. However, the carrying handle is part of the sight if it doesn't have a different sight on it. So right now, what he's looking at is just the tip of the gun and a peg that sticks out the top, which has no calibration whatsoever. Honestly, if you're doing this, you're putting probably innocent lives in danger because you might not hit your target. You might hit something wildly different. <laughs> well, he's a cop. That's the thing. Metropolitan SWAT police. Yep, that is that is it. And, and I just... I mean, okay. Okay. I feel like every time, and maybe this was different in 2001, but I feel like every time there's a weapon and there's a cop on screen on a major movie, major, major, major motion picture, there's got to be some sort of uh, instructor or a consultant that is on set. This it's got to so- be like an intimacy coordinator, but just for cop shit. <laughs> that is that is hilarious on a, on so many different levels because, <laughs> because it's cop shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um but to the first of all, he's there's there's so many things to critique in this, but that's that's the biggest and even if you're not a person who cares about this, the biggest problem here. Um Anyway, uh, I wanted to catch that because they got a close-up on it, which means they spent time setting this shot up and filming it. Because these close-ups mm-hmm. are not easy to do. You got to get all your blocking right. You got to get the re- the actual choreography of him doing the thing there. And nobody cared about this. Nobody at all paid attention to this. Uh, this is this is two years before Call of Duty came out, so people weren't like looking at video game guns too much like this. And then, you know, several years later, they actually started using this weapon in Call of Duty. Um, But, you know, things like this have existed in other places. And for somebody, nobody on set to be like, this is weird, is just strange to me. (laughs) Because I do not think you have to be a gun nut to notice this. (laughs) I mean, as you're comparing this to video games, I'm thinking of in, like, Goldeneye. I feel like everyone just walked around like this, no matter what gun they were holding. Yeah. And to me, that, that seems right. So you can hold it to your shoulder and sort of, you know, if you're good with your weapon, you know where it's going. You can kind of understand where you're going to point fire. It's called point firing if you're not looking down the sights. You understand where you're going to point fire, and you're probably pretty good at it, especially if most targets are hostile. But he's very much not doing this. He's looking directly down the sight and uh, noticing that, like, I, like, okay, if I'm the actor and I'm thinking about how does this work, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I'm just looking at, a, at a point. I have a question that's based on my ignorance of guns, but having seen some, it it comes with a little bit of, tiny bit of knowledge. So that type of gun, at the end of it, it's got like the part, it's got like a shoulder in thing right that also seems where like he's not holding on his shoulder yes right that's my question it's so high if he shoots it's going to just like like backfire or whatever it's called into his shoulder and he's gonna have a bad time i would so think. so that is directly due to the fact that there's no sight there by the way he has to put he has to bring the weapon so far up his shoulder 
to look down the little metal piece that's that's there because there's supposed to be either a sight that raises it up like an inch or two so he's bringing his he's bringing it down his shoulder an inch or two or he's using the handle which is like three inches roughly which brings which would naturally bring the weapon down three inches down his shoulder so yes the fact that he doesn't have that sight is what's causing him to have a bad time with his shoulder yes absolutely okay <laughs> take this i would take this just this still uh i can even send it to you and just show it to your dad and see what he says Ooh, yeah send me that i want to i want his notes <laughs> i guarantee yep. he will notice it right away <laughs> I was like, hey, what's wrong with this? And just like, delete me. What? No, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Is this because I didn't like the Fast and Furious ride? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's got it in safe. I think that's I think that's safe. I can't really tell, uh, which is which is good. He has the safety on. Um, cause I believe up is fire and then back might be full auto, but I don't think this weapon has full auto. Um, but yeah, so there's that at least. Um, this is all just weird. Anyway, I took way too long talking about this. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the, the final scene moment in this scene, not this scene, but this minute, uh, the scene actually lasts probably another two minutes or so, right? It's, it's a like pretty that. hefty montage. There's a lot of stuff going on and then, you know, it kind of peters out, but, uh, yeah, so then it's just Mia putting on a sticker, and like you said in our little break here, looking more childish than ever as a child she puts looks, a sticker on something. She looks 13, man. <laughs> Kids love stickers. Kids yeah, do love stickers. Uh, <laughs> when I saw this, and like eventually it's revealed like what she's doing, or like smart people know what whose car this is, but mm. I was like, why is she just putting a sticker? Why is this part of a montage? Yeah, you kind of have to pay attention. I mean, we did it. We did it as we were like breaking down, uh, minute by minute. We kind of noticed that this is a this sticker means something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like this. This is very much the symbolization of like official. If you can get any more official, symbolization of Brian's in the family now. That's yeah. that's pretty much exactly what this is because they're putting on the sticker. That you don't see on anybody else's cars except for all the people on the team, including now Mia, because we've seen that we've seen her car. But they're not a gang. They're not a gang. Not a gang. Nope. You they did just call have... them a team, which you're correct, but they all have matching mm -hmm. car stickers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Decals, as the Canadians call them. Decals. Yes. Decals. Love love a decal. I love a, I love the decal of that that kid who pees on things. <laughs> Calvine. Calvine, yeah, 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 Calvine. Calvine and hoops. Uh, I love hoops. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it's official. So yeah, we, I, I think we've seen the car before, but this is like putting the finishes t finishing touches on the... I don't remember what year it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Was that Tampa de Diesel? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. I just opened my phone and oh, that okay. happened. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I don't remember what year it is, but it's I don't. Uh, it's obviously not brand new because this I think came out of out of a junkyard. Um, but the Toyota Supra, which uh, this movie I think alone, even though Toyota Supras were popular amongst people who race cars and whatnot, but this I think this movie helped blow the Supra up because people after this movie went crazy every time they saw a Toyota Supra. Um, it's a sports car. It's a race car. 
um, at least a consumer race car. Um, and it has been popular for Toyota lovers for a long time, but it's not in my, I don't think, and then somebody in the comments can correct me. I don't think it got as much attention as it did until this movie came out. And then later the Nissan Skyline, which is my favorite car. Um, which Nissan Skyline, I do believe, has been popular for a long time, too. So I could be totally wrong in saying that that Super wasn't it wasn't super popular, but who knows? Um, but yeah, we're in. This is the orange Supra. This is the this is this. This is the Supra with the paint job and the sticker that has so many hilarious adaptations to other things that I keep sending Daniel in his in his Instagram DMs. Um, like the uh, Toyota Prius that uh, has this paint job and sticker job, or Good. like the uh, Skechers that are painted this way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you sent me those shoes, and I was like, I mean, I have Simpsons shoes, so yeah, get those shoes, man. <laughs> we should get the shoes. I've seen, I, I, I must, I don't remember what else I've sent you, but I've sent you a few things with this, and I keep seeing things with this exact paint job, because it is iconic, and everybody knows what it's from. It's from family. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh if you guys start looking for these or search for it. Um oh the shoes I sent you had three different kinds. It had uh this, it had the Supra, it also had um Brian Skyline, and then I think it had one other thing. Oh, it had the um original um uh, Mitsubishi, the Eclipse. So yeah, Brian O'Connor Supra, Brian O'Connor Eclipse, and Brian O'Connor Skyline. It's a whole line of shoes. Um However, so weird. These might be fake because I don't know what shoes these are. Oh, I guess these are, these are uh, uh, Nikes. Oh, these might these might be the Nikes that he wears in the movies. That's always possible too. Um, oh, I'll say the second photo looks fake. Yeah, they're probably um made on the uh, the Nike customized store because you can just customize things wherever you like. Um, I did send you one a while ago of what appears to be like a K truck. Yeah. It's like a full cube van with the, with Brian's skyline paint on it, which is hilarious. Oh, there's a, a there's a meme of the slow and the courteous. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been sent that, uh, guy that looks like vin diesel with the penny farthing <laughs> I, i've been sent it like seven seven I've times seen it, I've seen every it time makes times. me laugh yeah i've seen it a few times um yeah there's some good stuff um man it doesn't stop if you guys listeners if you want to send me memes on instagram you're more than welcome to um it doesn't stop there's good ones um i i've been i've seen this one a few times the uh, whole scene where, uh, hey, we, he was in my face, well, I'm in your face, and then and then it turns to Brian, but he actually has Dom's face superimposed <laughs> on his face. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I can imagine. Good times. Uh, it's in your DMs. I've sent it to you. Oh, well, uh, sorry then. <laughs> I send a lot of things I probably shouldn't. I'm not that friend that sends everything. I do have a couple of those people, um, but I try to send relevant memes and relevant memes only. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, that's that's the show. 
We've done it. I don't know why I got all Christopher Walken there. That's the show. And then now it's Don Knotts. I don't know. It goes all over the place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've now seen the christening of of. Uh, we actually these are big episodes. Last week we had uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and now we're at the christening mm-hmm. of the of Brian Supra. It's kind of big. We're getting there. Wow. Uh, and I think in like seven episodes. We have another special one. I believe it's like sixty episode sixty eight or sixty nine. Is that the episode where one of our f- pictures is going to be upside down? <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, that took me a second. There you go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it is the episode where we uh, where we hear race wars again. Um, it's Finally, also, it's also um, so that episode, and and I'll maybe I'll try to set it up to actually show that um, in GTA Five. They've built out the exact, uh, and I'm talking about like officially in the game, I believe. Um, they've built out the exact shrimp shop where Dom and Brian have that race force conversation. And you can go in the game to that place and basically shoot, like basically shoot the scene yourself, which I think is funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I love that people do that shit in video games. It's, yeah. it's beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, with that, uh, thank you all so much for watching, and thank you all so much for listening, and thank you all so much for going to danotage.tv slash 60 Second Car and checking out all of our links and everything where you can find us. Um, I got nothing else. With that, we'll see you later. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Shit. Hold on, it's gonna be worth it, I swear. <laughs> Fuck, family. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do it. I'll just cut it. Why won't it work? What's it trying to do? It's supposed to be familiar. It's just not working now. Oh, well. Uh, (laughs) Family. If you want to keep the struggle and not even describe it, I'm fine with that too. You no, you struggling with the effect on was hilarious. <laughs> Fuck, it just worked. <laughs> I'm still recording too. I'm getting the hell of this in here. <laughs> I don't even know what I did.